I can't remember when I first noticed that I had dry skin. It was not when I was younger. It probably didn't manifest until I was in my 30s, I think. I'm not sure. My skin is very cracked today. Cracked and even a little blood coming out. Now, there was a lot of physical labor, so that's probably part of it. But I remember my mother always seemed to be um, adding moisturizer to her skin, and I never quite understood it. Of course, as a young kid, skin's fine. But uh, now I understand. <laughs> now I understand. And it's it's kind of constant pain. It makes it hard to grip something when you're... When your skin hurts. But that might also be the labor. I was working with a lot of screws today and a few cases where you just have to grab the screw and, and turn the screw. I really hate um, butterfly, uh, what do they call them? Butterfly wing uh, nuts, I guess. <clears throat> anyway, thinking a little bit about, not about mortality so much, just as, as sort of physical humanity. Physical space, physical things. When my my fingers get this dry, there's always some little edge which catches on something. And so I'm tempted to kind of scrape away at those edges. Of course, it just spreads the whole thing. Sorry, this might be somewhat disgusting. I, I apologize. I'm just sort of spitballing ideas at the moment. But another day of, of physical labor, a good productive day. It makes me wonder how much should I how much should I change my physical activity? How do I how do I find those things that I'm that I can do which will motivate me physically? I've got to get back into the habit of walking, but that always goes on hiatus when winter comes. I, I I sometimes walk when it's winter, but very rarely. There's just so much extra setup and takedown. If I want to go for a casual walk, it's going to be five to ten minutes before I'm even outside the door. And five or ten minutes when I get back in. Sounds like it's probably an exaggeration. It probably is. It's maybe no more than a minute. But you have to, you know, tie your boots. You have to put on the multiple layers. Check the weather to see if you need more than that. Um, but it's it's just it's one of those small things, small inconveniences that can that can drive a uh, a resentment. And the last thing I want to do is drive anything that creates resentment towards walking. It's it's hard enough for me to do. So I don't. Not in the wintertime. I'm looking very much forward to the summer. Oh, well, spring. Summer is always too hot. Summer is always too humid. Walking in the summertime has the opposite problem, that I can't take enough off to go outside and be cool. It's just going to be too hot. Not really finding much ground to talk about tonight. I thought it would be more. I thought, I thought you know, the ailments of an aging guy. <laughs> Most of my skin is not dry. I don't know why this happens. 
Like it's specifically the interior, interior, I guess the, the sides, the, the, out, the body word sides. What is the word for that? Is there a word for the side of everything that's closest to your body? There should be a side, a word for that. I'm going to say body word. So the body word skin on the inside of both pointer fingers. And then the hmm, front face, the end of the thumb, not the end. Well, I mean the end too, but also sort of the front face of the thumb. These things need more words. You know, no matter how many words I learn, and I try to learn more words all the time, it always occurs to me how many more words I don't know, which is a, a delight, an amazement, and a frustration. But just as I'm trying to come to accept that I can't know all things in any given domain, <laughs> that I have to make, um, make, make concessions that there will be vast numbers of things that I do not know, um, I have to make the same concession towards vocabulary. And what's worse is vocabulary, although I, I, consider to ha I consider myself to have a pretty decent vocabulary, I don't get a chance to exercise a lot of that vocabulary. Um, and I and I know that some portions of that vocabulary wither and die. Almost all of my French has withered and died. It's nice every once in a while to say something in French just to remind myself, just to remind myself of even the basics and remembering what the you know the parts of the face are. But I don't think in French I ever learned what the what the description of something that was closer to your body would be. You know, like your underarm. It's under the arm. But how would you describe the portion of your arm which faces the body? It, does, it can't turn away from the body. It's like the dark side of the moon. It never orients itself in that opposite way. The dark side of the moon is kind of a bit of a misnomer, really, but that's not the point. Same face always faces the earth as far as I remember. So the dark side is not the far side of the moon. It's the far side of the moon from the sun. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. So these specific spaces on my fingers get dry. Now, obviously, these are my grasping, grasping fingers. These are, these are the, the fingers of which I'm going to do all the things. And I've been doing a lot of things recently with my hands, not just typing. So I, I suppose it makes sense that they would be the ones most affected. Still. Why that skin? Why does that skin dry out? Palm of my hand is perfectly soft. Almost too soft. I've had calluses in the past on my hands. I've done some hard work. Not for a while, probably. The upper part of my arm's never seen any work in its life. The muscles underneath, sure, but the skin never has. It wasn't really used for anything. Well, okay, that's not true. I have committed acts of percussive maintenance from time to time, and that, that might be used the forearm as a as a, a battering ram. I'm probably sure, uh, or pro uh, probably sure, I'm not really sure if that makes any sense. I'm, I'm, I'm relatively confident that I have at one point or another whacked something with the back of my hand and accidentally hit my forearm. Not a huge amount, though, because, well, is it as tough? I don't know if it is. I have thick bones, I think. Never broken any of them, thankfully. 
Why does that skin feel like that? Why does the skin on your scalp dry out? Now, that one I can kind of understand. After all, the, the, the hair follicles are probably leaching all of the oil in all of the directions, making it a barren wasteland where they've, we've, they've, you know, satisfied their needs. Still, not everybody's hair does that. I don't really know how hair works, actually. In fact, it's, it's one of the weird things about humanity. Ever think deeply about how biology works? including our own, and you start to realize that it doesn't really make much sense. It's filled with all kinds of, of, of bizarre features that do work together, yes, but you can hardly imagine how they ever came to be that, how they could be so complicated and sophisticated, and yet, of course, fail in incredibly bizarre ways. It's, it's a, an incredibly complex system that seems to have you know, been missing a few maintenance dates or something. But just take hair for a moment. Hair and skin, I've... Skin is fascinating. It really is. I've taken I've taken this miniature or small little magnifying glasses to look at the, the, the texture of skin, and it's, it's incredible. It's filled with all kinds of, of nooks and crannies, really. And then hair... Hair is like a plant that grows on your body. It has roots. It grows outward like some sort of strange frond of grass. But it's like a frond of grass that's been captured into the biological miasma of a human being. It's like, you know how DNA fills with, with virus chunks and junk all the time. Some viruses work their way into DNA and they become a core part of it. Did, 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 did we somehow absorb a plant? Absorb grass. And and the, the same thing, I believe, that generates hair, generates fingernails, which makes even less sense than possible. So, yeah, my fingers are kind of sore because my skin's cracked. And I'm going to add it like the 15th coat of lotion on this stuff and see if I can recuperate. I've been wondering out loud. I am Mark the Encaffeinated One. This show doesn't have any sort of traditional structure format. But at least I can say that was deliberate. I deliberately didn't want to have an introduction. Instead, I wanted to start the conversation in the middle, in media res. I wanted it to be a launching point. I wanted it to be like you felt, in a way, like you were walking into a room where I'd already been talking for a while. Which actually sounds terribly egotistical, but that's not the way I meant it. It was more like if you're walking in on, on what I would hope to be the best part of the conversation or the best idea I'd come up with that day or, or just overhearing me being bizarre, which is frankly most of the time. I don't know if it worked or not. And then I introduced myself midway through the show or actually towards the end as a sort of concession to format. As being someone who, who, who teaches people how to do shows, or coaches them, really, who provides advice on how to do them, who talks about proper structure and format. I had to break the rule, didn't I? I mean, how would I really know that the rule was good unless I tried it without it? And, of course, the reality is that there aren't really rules. 
so much as, I guess, tropes. They may work. There's nothing saying that a trope is good or bad. Usually they're good. But, but I had to try that, right? I had to, I had to see what would happen. And then, of course, to not end the episode where the end of the episode is. Ah, but then follow it up with a standard closer. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.